welcome to another Diz Explorers mini-sode. My name is Jessica, and today I'm going to be kicking off a new series of mini-sodes looking at forgotten Disney movies. Now when I say forgotten, I'm talking about those Disney movies that have no merchandise around, little attention in parks, conventions, fan clubs, whatever, or even just movies that kind of make you go, oh yeah, I forgot when, when someone talks about it. So in these minisodes, we'll talk about whether or not these movies fell short of expectations or what critical reception had to do with it and just kind of try to piece together why they sort of fell off the radar and whether or not we think they should be brought back into the spotlight. So to kick this off, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite childhood movies, which was Oliver and Company. This movie came out in 1988 and it was an animation about a stray kitten's adventures in New York City with a plot loosely based on Oliver and Twist. And the movie is a musical, of course, in true Disney fashion with songs by really big names, uh, including Huey Lewis, Billy Joel, Bette Midler, Barry Manilow, and even the Lion King director, Rob Minkoff. So when you hear that kind of crazy talent behind the soundtrack of a movie, it seems impossible that it could be forgotten. Um, but once you learn a little bit more about production and other elements kind of that went into the development, there are definitely signs of trouble right from the start. And it's really not that hard to piece together why this movie was kind of a problem for Disney. So for one thing, this movie had an incredibly short turnaround time from original conception to release. So up until the 2000s, as far as I know, most hand-drawn Disney animations took at least four or five years to make, sometimes longer, starting from the initial story pitch all the way until it hit theaters. And Oliver and Company wasn't even loosely talked about until 1985, which was just three years before the film's release. And this was one of the first Disney movies to blend computer animation with hand-drawn animation. Disney invested, I think, $15 million or something like that on a new computer animation system. But they still brought on um, traditional animators to kind of piece those story elements together. But even with that computer animation, that was still a much shorter time frame to work with than Disney was used to. So as a result, I think that the animation kind of suffered. And if you watch the movie as an adult, you can definitely see that some of those Disney animation elements are kind of missing that expected detail and they don't kind of fit quite right. One scene in particular that comes to mind for me is the Why Should I Worry sequence in the junkyard. And that was probably the most famous song from the movie, so it's a good example. You can watch it on YouTube, and that's what I just did so I could talk about that one. The background of New York City is the backdrop for the scene. And all of the buildings you can see, really, they look like hand-painted cells like you would see in Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella with amazing coloring and a distinct style but the problem with this scene is that anything that moves in the foreground so the pipes that they climb on the taxis that drive down the street they look completely out of place and very basic the taxis kind of just look like rectangles and the pipes have no shadows and it's it's totally out of place and 
what's a bummer is that it's really distracting at times. And that takes away from what I think is a really great song. It's an original song by Billy Joel, and it was kind of one of the big selling points for the movie. So when you kind of think about where the animation falls on the old versus new spectrum, the big problem was that the animation wasn't sophisticated enough to impress audiences, even with the computer animation element, but it wasn't charming enough to kind of be a nostalgic throwback to the early days of fairy tales and the jungle book and that kind of thing. So it was just sort of stuck in this limbo in the middle. And once the movie reached theaters, critical reception was mixed. Um, A lot of critics kind of said similar things to what I'm saying about the animation. Some thought the plot was kind of boring and tired. There's been a, a million renditions of Oliver Twist over the years, and even though they did have the animal remake, it didn't really capture people's imaginations the way a lot of Disney movies do. But at the same time, a lot of critics said that the music was awesome and it really redeemed any kind of lame story, and it came out around Christmas time, so it was still very much enjoyable for people to go during the holidays. And I think it, even though the reviews were mixed, it was really a net positive. And despite that, the mixed reviews, it actually did very well at the box office. It opened up in fourth place, even though it was competing against The Land Before Time. And domestically, it grossed um, $74 million, which was pretty good. So if it performed well and it was at least consistently labeled okay, you're probably wondering, so why has it been forgotten? And what I think is that Oliver and Company just had an impossible job to do. This movie came out at the end of one of Disney's worst decades ever in terms of financial, in terms of just morale, and audience interest. Disney animation's popularity had been in a steady decline since Walt's death in the late 60s. It was kind of falling apart. And the last movie the studio released... The Black Cauldron, which was released in 1985, had been a huge flop. And that's another forgotten movie that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But basically, Disney wanted their next animation to reestablish the studio as the, the king of animation and kind of return themselves to their former glory. And Oliver and Company happened to be the next one on deck. And the reality is that A Dickens-inspired movie with animals was just never going to be able to do that. It didn't have the elements necessary to do that. It really didn't have extraordinary characters. It didn't have a unique story. It didn't have a unique animation angle. It did have great music, but I just think that that alone wasn't enough to, to carry it to where they wanted it to be. Honestly, to redeem themselves, I think the only thing Disney could have done was combine that new animation technology with the nostalgia, with a fairy tale and what initially established them as a powerhouse. And they would do that a year later in 1989 with The Little Mermaid. And once The Little Mermaid took off, then Oliver and Company absolutely just vanished. So this movie was one of my favorites when I was a kid, and I still enjoy it basically just because of that nostalgia, but... Honestly, watching it as an adult, I completely understand why it's a forgotten Disney movie. It's it's just, frankly, not up to the Disney standard. 
And there are so many other movies that are way more popular, so it just makes sense why they really don't market it or sell merchandise for it anymore when there's just so much else that's more popular and kind of makes for better branding. But let me know what you think. Um, does Oliver and Company hold up for you? Do you agree with my thoughts about the animation or the movie's timing? Um, you can chat with me and, and the rest of the troupe over at DizExplorers.com. We're also on Facebook at the Diz Explorers, Instagram at the Diz Explorers, or on Twitter at the Diz Explorers. So thank you so much for listening. Um, let us know what you think, and let us know what forgotten movie you'd like us to talk about next. So we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.